right, everybody, are you ready to do it? To it. Welcome back to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, man. Thanks for having me back. The big guy with the big mouth from the big apple, big Johnny Stud at MLB Moving Averages on the Twitter machine. Get inside the mind behind the man. As you can find my work at FTN Bets right now, running a sick season long package for the entire year. It's like 250 bucks. That's like less than $10 a week. And you get 10% off if you use MLB MA code. Meet MLB moving averages. That's me. All right, but before we get started, everybody remember you gotta go and you gotta smash that like button. Don't just press it, don't just touch it. You gotta smash that like button and subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. They gave the big guy a chance. We had so much fun last weekend. We cashed a few tickets, if I'm not incorrect. So remember, rate, review, and subscribe everything on YouTube and as well on all your audio podcast providers where you could find the show as well. Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets brought to you by Prize Picks. And that's what we're going to be focusing on first. Prize Picks is something that I just recently got turned on to and it's a lot of fun. I kind of like these new niche markets because I feel that there's an opportunity for edge. I also like the communal element of it when you play DFS, especially going for the million. It's me versus you we're in direct competition but when it comes to places like this or games like this we get to play against the house we get kind of work together so anybody who hasn't seen it first let's just do a quick rundown uh you get three points for a single five for a double eight for a triple ten for a home run and then two points for a run a ribby a walk or a hit by pitch there are no penalties for strikeouts and you get five points for a stolen base keep that in mind so that basically means this is a obp and an ops driven game so that's where my picks will take us. First things first, we're looking at the former MVP for the Baby Bears, Chris Bryant. He's hitting pretty well this year, 963 OPS. That means he's getting like basically a base every time he gets to the plate. And if he gets up five times, it's five bases by any measure with that scoring system. We're in there like swimwear. And again, if you get any counting stats, we could be on the way to the bank by the first inning. We're talking a career 300 batting average against lefties 411 Woba 158 WRC plus against Southpaws and that's exactly who we'll be facing tomorrow my second pick we're going to go down to Houston and get Jose Altuve it's a bit of a different spin on the same play but here we have a leadoff guy who's going to maximize those plate appearances remember anytime we're playing fantasy or DFS it's all about maximizing opportunities you can't do anything with the ball if you're not inside the batter's box so Altuve leading off is going to get that extra lick always something we want to see we're talking about a career three 11 hitter career 361 on base percentage you know 819 ops so he's doing everything that you want to see plus he could steal that five points with a single could get you again on your way to the bank just in the first inning he's gonna be facing cole irving who's really not very good 50 innings pitched in the majors in his career his era near seven his whip over one and a half he's allowed over a 300 career batting average which portends pretty well for a guy who hits 300 in his career so already right off the bat we hit one and two last week this time i think we're going the twofer and i'm really feeling good about these picks everybody so so Sign right up, and don't forget to use the promo code MMNMLB, and they're going to do a 100% match um, on the deposit bonus, so you really can't miss that. Don't forget, sign up. All right. Now it's time for a daily fantasy recap. We're going to go around the horn, around the league, for those news, notes, injury updates, and how they might impact those fantasy rosters. 
betting plans and DFS lineups. Let's get right into it. Start at the very top. Fernando Tatis Jr., we saw him go down. Oh, we all just sighed collectively, but there's just a little bit of good news. He does have a slight labral tear, which is consistent with the subluxation injury that we supposed, but they're now saying that the siege is not automatically over and surgery may not even be needed. He's going to go for rehab and treatment and try and come back in 10 days or two weeks. So people, first of all, wow, and yes, Fernando Tatis is awesome, even if he's not a Yankee. I love when he plays, but the lesson here is not to overreact. We want to be proactive and not reactive. If you lose a top kind of draft pick, don't just run to drop him. Don't do the rage drop. Don't do the aggravated, you know, sadness drop. But don't do that. We need to wait for total confirmation because if you did drop him and someone else picked him up, that's a win for profit. Keep on going. George Springer, who was starting to look good, he had some good news of his own. Well, bit of a setback here, and he now has a new injury. It's separate from the left oblique strain. Springer felt tightness in his right quad when he was running the bases yesterday. Yikes. He had an MRI, and the results are pending. Keep an eye on that, but if you thought you were getting Springer back very soon, you're probably not. J.D. Davis over into Queen City Field. He got hit on the hand. I saw it. It looked pretty bad. He was wincing in pain. More importantly, he looked really mad, and not like mad at the pitcher for hitting him. He looked mad like the kind of guy who knew that his hand was broken. Well, luckily, that was not the case. They rushed him for an x-ray and that came back negative. He is day-to-day. He did not play today, but not that we expect him to. That's fine. Let's go over to the perfect weather right by the aquarium in San Diego. Trent Grisham and that hamstring. He's expected to be activated from the injury list ahead of Friday season opener against the Rangers. That's a really big deal. We weren't sure what we were going to get with him. Of course, those hamstrings can be frustrating and reoccurring. So, man, Grisham, can't wait to see him back. You know, 25-25 potential right there. Hoping to keep a lot of Roto rosters afloat. And remember, there's an open spot without Tatis, even for a couple weeks at the top of the lineup for Grisham to step right in and produce. Last guy we'll be covering today is Matt Olsen with the knee. He's still out of the line. He'll be injured when he slid up against the wall in foul territory on Monday. The MRI came back and showed no structural damage, but he's out. And wherever you see knee, you got to worry. So for the time being, I think you got to sit him. So I hope everyone got a, just a little bit with the whirlwind of injury news and knows what's going on with this ubiquitous flow of information. It's really important to try and absorb as much of it as possible and then try and filter the really important stuff. Let's get into the featured slate for tomorrow. That's Thursday on DraftKings. Remember, everybody, you always want to be weary and cognizant of when that slate starts. Tomorrow, Thursday, generally a getaway day. Can be wonky with scheduling. 1 o'clock p.m., circle that. 1 p.m., 1 p.m., 1 p.m. We're going to go and make some money again last week. Not to brag, but we totally killed. I had the Kettle Marte and then got the home run call with Jorge Soler. So hopefully... You know, we're going to cash again. I've been doing pretty well at this stuff lately. So hopefully, you know, from my mouth to the fantasy gods, DFS ears. All right, let's go get it. My top pick tomorrow is, man, my favorite pitcher. Guy I've been touting for about a year and a half now. It's Corbin Burns for the Milwaukee Beer Makers coming in at 9400 It is expensive, but not where I think he should be going. I think it'd be worth it even with another 10 Gs. He's a Cy Young candidate contender, man. Get after those futures tickets. The guy is the real deal. We saw an arsenal change, and that's the kind of thing that projection systems and a lot of experts do not pick up on when looking for statistical forecasting. You know, it's they always look for three-year averages going backwards. Of course, statistics can't ever tell us anything forward. They can only tell us what happened. So pitchers can make tangible changes, and that could kind of change your trajectory of their career. Like I said, it'll lead the lagging projection system. So we went from throwing a four-seamer and a slider to throwing the sinker and the cutter, and man, things just kind of took off since that change. 66 innings pitched for the big guy. 205 ERA, sub-1 
one whip with a 516 OPS. That is everything you want to see on the surface. 38% K to 9% walk, a 15% swinging strike rate, and a 31.7% CSW. That's called strikes plus whiffs. 30 being the benchmark for excellence. 31.7 just popping off the page. And you don't just get strikeouts when we're in DFS. You got to get distance. You need outs. Five of his last seven games started. He went at least six innings pitched, and in four of those, he had at least 10 strikeouts. Give me all of the Burnsy, baby. Mr. Burns going to be excellent. All right. We, we do need two pitchers. Can't always spend all the money. So the second one, I'm going to go with a little bit of value. The old man, little lug in the tooth, Adam Wainwright, coming in at 7,500, but that's okay by me. He's coming off a really bad outing the first time, but that's also okay. Somebody like myself, who's a professional handicapper, follows every single game. I know Adam Wainwright is significantly better at home, like orders of magnitude better at home is it the homemade breakfast maybe it's a comfy bed maybe it's playing legos with the kids before he got out there i don't know but he is awesome at home last 22 starts at home it's a 277 era with a 122 whip 549 ops against you don't always get a ton of k's 20 percent k to 7 percent walk but that little bit of walks they will not kill you he does keep it low he keeps it slow the grow master has those ribs falling off the bone people 47 percent ground ball combined with a very low exit velocity on fly balls will keep you right around that one home run per nine and competition matters and the brewers the beer makers they stink right now 161 team average 240 team obp on the surface disciplinary stats in el trashola 33 and a half k rate near the worst in the league 34 percent csw they chase way too much three ticks worse than average at 35 percent really just terrible not a single thing that the brewers are doing well in office 2 2017 woba 41 WRC plus and just real quickly WRC plus is graded on a 100 scale 100 being average every tick above or below is one percentage point better or worse than average so 41 WRC plus is 59% worse than average and pretty much the worst in the league can't just do it with arms gonna need a couple bats think because we saved some money on Wayne right we want to get those baby bears stack those Cubs I mentioned Brian but also Javier Baez and Wilson Contreras both going off around five grand but I think that'll be fine why not only do they have plus 480 wobis plus 1100 ops's they smash left-handed pitching facing kind of not a great lefty tomorrow but we have a couple of opportunities to backfill what i mean is the white Sox have had injuries there are going to be cheap replacements in there like danny mendick could be coming in at a minimum price and all he's got to do is get on base a couple times to get a profit and then also there are games in colorado we always want to look for the cheapest guys dom nunez the backup catcher has two home runs this year and you get him at a minimum price also so again we always want to kind of take a high up view a 35,000 foot perspective to view the entire battlefield a lot of times these picks are not made in a vacuum you know we have to consider that butterfly effect so I think we have a really good foundational base with the pitching with the strong hitting and then we just have to fill in a couple pieces and I think we'll be on our way to the window all right, everybody, we're rounding third. We're heading for home. It's the last part of the show, the last segment, and the one that's the nearest and the dearest to my heart as a professional handicapper. Just and as someone who loves to teach this stuff, is states are allowing sports betting to go on. More and more people now are, are, are interested, and they have questions, and I love to answer them. There's so many lessons from gambling that transcend. They resonate from life into it. There's just so many different ways to integrate the lessons from life in betting and kind of vice versa. 
versa. So let's get right into it, everybody. You know you got to be using DraftKings Sportsbook. I love it, man. Once they made it legal, it's just fantastic. Everything looks great. It's so smooth. And, of course, you never have any problems with payouts and offering boosts and every kind of bet and prop parlay you could think of. Got to get on DK Sportsbook. Love it, man. God bless those people over there. All right, let's go. I did mention liking both pitchers earlier in the same game, so let's not get cute and let's bet that under, people. So give me the under on the Brewers and the Cardinals tomorrow, like for sure. I think we're going to come in at least two or three runs under. Both of these offenses are struggling. Both of the pitchers are hot, and both bullpens have a lot of impact arms. You know, the Brewers have the airbender out there, Devin Williams and Josh Hader, and the Cardinals seem like they have three, four, five different guys that can throw 100 miles an hour. I think Jordan Hicks pitched in the seventh inning today. So, wow, when that's the case for your squad, you know you're doing something right. Hit that under. Again, I want to Stay on the same game, people. Let's stick to what we know. And I think strikeout props are the way to go here also. Both of these teams came like crazy. I mentioned the Milwaukee disciplinary metrics. The St. Louis not far behind. Talking two of the worst in K-rate, two of the worst in CSWs. So I think... You're going to get both of these props. The Burns prop, granted, is going to be higher than the Wainwright one, but that's why I think we're getting both. You know, Burns easily could put up 10. Wainwright, the prop, might only be 3.5, 4.5. I don't know if I'm going to go to 5.5 or 6, but I do think that we're going to get five strikeouts from Waino at a minimum, and I think we get both of those with the under. If you need one more, you twist my arm, you didn't make enough money at this episode. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give. Pitcher I've always been very high on. Griffin Canning is going out for the Angels on the road against Toronto. And those Angels who look awesome right now may come in as an underdog. That's where I like to be, particularly focused on the F5. They're up against Ross Stripling, who's been okay. But Toronto as a group really has struggled. That offense is not doing much of anything. So even if the Blue Jays do get to Canning for one or two, I think the Angels are just going to work over Stripling. And then the middle of that bullpen for the Blue Jays just might get feast it on. All right, man. I think that's a handful of picks that we're going to get paid on, but we do have another minute. And like I said, I do love to teach. So I want to leave everybody here with a lesson from a pro that I think I could get done in just a few seconds that's going to stick with you forever. And I mean that. Okay. And it's about being selective in our choices because losing stinks. That's the lesson. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. That is not just a lesson. Of course, losing stinks, but we're going to do better than that. No bet is better than a bad bet because losing is that bad. And now what do I mean? I'm not just saying it. It's not a figure of speech. I'm going to quantify it. Let's use nice round numbers. If you have $100 and you lose 10%, you're down to 90. If you go and win 10% back right away, 10% of 90 is nine. You're only at 99. You're still 1% down off your total stack. If you continue that process over and over and over and over and over, it will lead you to zero, to zero, having always felt like you had an even trade-off with percentage gain and loss. So remember, people, if you lose 10, you need 11 to get it back. So anytime you have a bet that you're not certain of, that you don't absolutely love, or that your model is not screaming to jump on, let it go. Sometimes the best lean is up against the wall with your money safely in your pocket, everybody. So there, there's a little bit of lesson in 60 seconds, and I think that's it for me. 
I hope you picked up a little bit of what I was putting down. I really had so much fun here. Man, I hope I'm the bacon to this Mayo sandwich, man. Mayo Media Network, Patty, I'm looking at you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm working super hard at this, and I hope I'm making you proud. And to everybody out there, man, get in there and smash that like button. Get in the comment section. You tell these people just how great of a job I did, just how much fun we had, and just how much money you made, and just how much you learned. And that's how we're going to do it. We're going to keep the big guy here doing it on the MMN. And don't forget, everybody. That prize pick code MMN MLB get on DraftKings Sportsbook and don't forget to subscribe to my podcast that's Corked Stats on the FTN Network on all your providers. Thank you everybody for tuning in to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets here on the Mayo Media Network. I was your host, the big guy with the big mouth from the Big Apple. That's Big Johnny Stud. You follow me anytime on Twitter at MLB Moving Averages, any time of day, any day of the week. And remember, one last thing, you're only going to get out what you put in, everybody. Peace.